Hey guys, it's Belle. Welcome to Go From Here. And this is Friday Feels. Um, I've been trying to record this all week because I have been trying to meditate and for the foreseeable future, just assume that my homework for therapy is meditation because my therapist wants me to meditate. She is insistent on the fact that it's going to help me, which I'm, I know she's right. I just, I'm having <laughs> trouble. My voice is cracked. I'm having trouble getting around to it and then sitting <laughs> for like 15, 20 minutes. Uh, if you guys have any tips, did I say that funny? Tips for meditation. All my yoga, all my yogis are instructors. So I've had tips from them. I have uh, one specific good girlfriend who actually, or two, now that I think about it, who meditate regularly. Um, and, you know, they, they've given me advice and I just, I don't know. I don't know why I'm having so much trouble meditating again. Um, so there's the update on my homework in therapy. It's really interesting that you guys actually think that's interesting that I share my homework for therapy. Not all therapists um, give their client, patients homework. I actually initiated this because I'm Filipino and I like homework. I don't know. Uh, it's instilled in me from birth, essentially. I'm pretty sure it was instilled in me before I was born. So, um, but yeah, so my therapist in particular gives me homework because I asked her um just it gives me more structure during our sessions uh okay so this week i got so many responses to last week's episode on the sexy q a thank you so much to the guys who responded about my last question you guys are amazing and uh, i just wanted to say that you guys have made um the male species a little bit easier to understand and that i can look at you guys and not think that everyone is some sort of neanderthal again so i appreciate the guys who answered and kind of gave me their point of view um that was really nice and i did get some females who uh, did not agree with me, which was very interesting. Nothing got heated. Mind you, I, I never really get too deep into conversations unless they're, you know, positive ones or um, ones of vulnerability. But if you're just going to get mad, then I'm not, I don't have time for that. So um, I got more questions about that episode and then other questions that I haven't answered yet so I thought I'll try and go through a couple of them now and see if I can squeeze this in under like 15 minutes if I don't then you know you guys are always free to just stop listening okay let's get right into it so the first question is or first questions uh this actually came up a couple times which was interesting uh I guess because I mentioned in prior episodes that I was cheated on from my first partner with a prostitute. 
it's still weird for me to say out loud because I, I I've I've forgiven that person, but I in therapy I've realized that it's just there's a like a form of embarrassment almost behind that, and um, it's a long story. So what do I think is micro cheating, or how do I define micro cheating? I think that micro cheating is anything that you or your partner wouldn't like you guys wouldn't tell each other so that would be obviously there's the emotional cheating where someone's just texting or calling someone and like there's some sort of flirtation there or even you know i would consider having that person as more of a confidant than your partner. So if I were to tell a good friend of mine or a colleague of mine things that I wouldn't tell Christopher, I would consider that micro cheating. Um, just because now it's become a relationship where I trust that person more than I trust Christopher. Um, and this is different than like when you tell your when you get together with your girlfriends or in my case my you know my girlfriends or my best friends because my best friends are dudes. Um, and you like spill the tea kind of thing, right? But if I had a colleague that I found attractive and then, you know, there was flirtation there or I would tell him things that I was just like, this isn't something I would tell Christopher or even things that, or even the fact that um, I wouldn't tell Christopher that I was talking to this colleague in that way then I would consider that micro-cheating. Um, there was a study I recently read uh, that Jordan Peterson had actually posted. Again, I love his Telegram. There's like, he shares so many genius things. He's like one of my heroes. Um, posted it on his Telegram about how, you know, um, it's just so easy for people to micro-cheat now with social media. So like, you'll follow someone that you're really attracted to and it'll become an obsession and you won't think so much of it, but you know, it starts to affect your relationship and that's micro cheating. I think anything that, you know, aside from what I just said, where anything that you would hide from each other, um, anything that would affect your relationship, I think is micro cheating because there's, something has influenced you or your partner to become distant from each other or the closeness or the intimacy is changed. So I think that's micro cheating. Um, so to go from there, I had a lot of people ask me how I felt about exes being friends. And I think it's really interesting because that means that all those people who asked me have listened to many, many episodes of my podcast. Um, I mentioned this in one of my other Friday feels because I watched X-rated. I think that shows hilarious and it's like mind opening. Um, I think it depends. For me, I was friends with my exes um, up to a point that in every relationship I had, if they were comfortable with me friend, being friends with my exes, then I was open about it. Um, not that I wasn't open about it in the first place, but if any of my partners ever said, you know, I'm not comfortable with you being friends with your ex, 
then I would say, okay, I understand that. Um, that's your preference. And I need to respect it because I'm in a relationship with you and these people were people I was in relationships with in the past. So I don't have to talk to them. I understand that. Um, but I also have a thing where if your last encounter or like your relationship ended in a really like weird way like you have any sort of animosity towards them right i don't understand why you would ever keep anything of them um be it given to you made for you you still have them on social media you still have their number i don't give a fuck uh what it is because if you like for me being friends with your exes means that you guys have gone through like that post breakup time and then you know possibly talked about being friends and then given each other that amount of space and then decided mutually that you would be friends and I don't understand people who are like nah like I would never be friends with my exes and then I later you know find out that these people still have them on their social medias and the excuse is I've never really thought about it yes you have yes you have and i know that because i'm a human being and so are my friends and we've all thought about it uh there's there's no point ever where you've never thought about deleting your ex off of social media for any fucking reason that's such a fucking lie because that's the only form of contact you have with them at that point and i remember you know deleting and blocking and re-adding and everything under the sun for my exes for social media just because i i didn't know how to take that space from them at the time and when we became friends you know it wasn't that hard it wasn't hard to just be like okay so like i'll keep you guys on social media but at the time when you know we were all hurt and whatever was going on between us we all needed to block each other. We all needed to take each other off social media. That was the thing. You can't help but look at your ex's stuff because um, you love them, right? My last ex was definitely one that I I know for a fact that I loved him. And uh, that was tough. So I think if you're going to be friends with their ex, communicate it with your partner your significant other you know let them know that you're friends with them and if they don't like it then you have to respect that and understand that just because um it's always the idea of well how would you feel if you didn't like your partner's ex and you asked them to stop talking to them would you be okay with them just ignoring that and hiding it from you instead so you know i think be friends with your exes if you guys are comfortable. Make sure your partner is comfortable with it and communicate it and don't hide it. Like I tell my friends and my girlfriends and my best friends all the time I love them in front of Christopher. Like it's just how I talk. I love my friends um, to the point where they're family to me, especially my best friends. So I don't hide stuff like that. But I also was very open about being friends with my exes and 
it was interesting because Christopher has a lot of animosity towards his exes. And I know that there's just like healing behind, fuck me, uh, behind all that. And I, you know, that's his time that he needs to take. Um, but he asked me how I would feel if he spoke to his exes. And at the time, it was rather difficult for me to accept because I was friends with mine. So I didn't know what to say. Um, and I didn't want to be a hypocrite, right? But my only ask of him was to communicate it if he was friends with his exes. And he's not. He, um, he like I said, has a lot of animosity towards them. So, but... You know, if he was and he kept them on his social media, I would have a problem with that because I know that there's a reason why they're still on your social media. There's just it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. If you choose to cut someone out of your life, there is a very, very intentional way to cut people some out of someone out of your life. And social media is definitely one of them. And there's a reason why you haven't cut them out on social media. So that would be a giant problem for me. Um, how do you talk to someone about what you like during sex? So that is an interesting conversation I had with some of you because, um, <laughs> a lot of those conversations are rather explicit. Uh, you guys are vulnerable as fuck. Thank you very much for being that way with me. I am grateful to you guys being so trusting of, why am I saying words funny today? So trusting of me. Um, I mean, that's on you guys. That's basically what I kept saying in all my DMs. I just kept saying, you know, that's really to your comfort level and that's to your partner's comfort level, right? Like I've said before, Christopher is very uncomfortable with anything that involves topics about sex and porn and like things we like really. Like it's, it's something that he's very cautious about to bring up with me, even though he knows I'm sex positive, he's not. So, um, I mean, he is just an extent. Uh, so when I talk to him about stuff I like during sex or like what I like or whatever, I am very aware of my environment and like how I'm being. And I know this sounds like I'm walking on eggshells, I'm not. It's uh, something that I've learned in therapy where I'm just trying to be very self-aware of how I'm reacting and how I'm communicating and how I'm creating a safe environment. And that does not mean I'm walking on eggshells with him. That's me making sure that I'm comfortable with what I'm saying. And that's me saying everything I need to say without feeling censored, but also creating an environment that allows my partner to feel safe because that's what you want especially when you talk about things that make them uncomfortable because you always have to have difficult conversations with each other and that's how you guys grow together. But that doesn't mean that you can like stand over them and like yell at them about the things that you're comfortable with and while they're just like, I don't want to talk about this because it'll make it, um, you know, negatively reinforce that you're taking away their safety that they probably already feel from you to talk about whatever and then you bring this up and they're like well now I don't want to talk about things that make me uncomfortable because that's how she'll make me feel or he'll make me feel so I think it's really just understanding 
your space and how you speak and how you communicate and how you want to create an environment where both of you are open-minded and comfortable and finding peace is especially important along with the safety. Um, so talk about stuff that you like during sex. <sighs> this question came up with a couple of people, which I needed to answer personally because um, I had a lot to say, but I wanted to answer it on the podcast as well because I thought it was interesting that I had a few people and the people that I did talk to, uh, it was interesting to see both sides. You know, I had some people who from the beginning, uh, I could tell that like they knew. They knew that it was over and that um, they've known it for months. And then I had the other side where they, I would say that they still should give it a chance. That, you know, feeling like it's over, but there's that itch. There's always like, what what year is it? The third year itch or the fifth year itch or what, whichever year itch. Um, and I, you know, said, I don't feel like it's over for the both of you, but that's just my opinion. I always made sure that everyone knew it was just my perspective, right? Like whatever you guys decide at the end of the day for yourselves is what you guys should go with. Never take my word for anything really. Just, it's just a perspective. It's not me giving you advice or telling you guys what to do. Um, so that was the question is that, how do you know when it's over? Um, which again, I get uh, such a nice feeling from because I know I've mentioned this in a couple of my episodes before so I know you guys listen to them so thank you again um, how do I know what's up when a relationship's over or friendship's over I uh, you I think you know like way longer than when it ends um, it kind of it doesn't build up it just kind of stays stagnant over however long you decide to let it pan out. And then when it happens, it's almost like a, a big sigh of relief or like a weight lifted. And I've had that feeling in prior relationships. Um, and it's, 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 uh, it's sad because you definitely change as a person. Um, but you, you know, for me, it was sad because I knew it was over, is more when it was sad. Um, but I knew deep down inside that that's what was best for me. And I didn't want to be selfish where I wasn't thinking of the other person. I knew it would hurt them, but I knew that it was also the best for them. Um, and I know that's like, well, you don't know what's the best for the other person. I don't. I don't. But... You know, sometimes the one person in the relationship needs to be the bigger person to take like the big hard step and like do it for the both of you. Um, because that's kind of what happened with me and my exes. It's just that we were all in the relationship a little too long. Um, but, you know, we worked it out and we were friends at the time. So it's like... <laughs> It, it's you you know you know way longer than when you finally decide to break up um but there's also the other side where i had mentioned previously where uh sometimes it's just an itch you know there's there's a point of 
like I said before in my previous podcast, where like I've gotten to a point where I've learned a new dance or I'm learning a new dance. And my therapist and the books that I've been reading and my friends and family have told me, you know, you are free to learn that dance. You're allowed to learn a new dance. And now it's just up to your partner to decide whether or not they're going to learn that new dance. And I was talking to one of my good friends yesterday who actually does my eyebrows, which is a whole other thing. Um, And I was telling her that sometimes you just like, you don't know, right? You don't know if uh, like the effort doesn't mean anything or if it's worth it. And she told me that you'll know when it's worth it or if it means something to them when they step up, when they start doing things that you've asked them to do like long time ago, or they start making changes of the things that like make you uncomfortable, or they start listening to you more, or they start becoming more of your partner, or they start doing more of the things that you've asked for that are really small things during the day. Like, you know, tiny gestures like giving you a call or being a little bit more romantic and finding like things to do together or whatever but you feel them step up you feel them um realize that they need to start fighting for this relationship too and that's when you know that everything that you've done so far to fight for the relationship is worth it and if you don't feel them step up and you still feel the same way that you've been feeling like for months or whatever because nothing's changed right they're the state they're still the same person despite every talk you've ever had with them about the things that you need from them and what you want from them and what they need to stop doing to allow your relationship to to grow more then it's not worth staying and you know she was telling me yesterday she's like you will always know the answer every time you talk to somebody about it um, you've already answered your question. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, that's my summary here is that when you know it's over, you, you just know. <laughs> you've known for a while. You know, talk to your girls about it. Talk to your boys about it. Talk to the homies and your family if you want to. Um, but every time you talk to them, pay attention. Because you'll hear it and you'll know. Uh, what your answer is um, and then my last question because it's gone over 50 minutes now is how long do you have to be single after a breakup um, that's up to you guys I think I think jumping right into a relationship or even dating right away uh, for some people work you know go ahead date um, some people go right into a relationship go ahead if it works for you go right ahead Um, But I think, you know, a good extended amount of time, like more than a month, guys, you know, maybe three, six uh, is is nice just to learn how to be with yourself, just to learn how to grieve, you know, your last relationship, to learn how to be with yourself again, to learn who you are without another person. I think that's super important because you learn what you like you learn what you don't like you learn to find your voice again you learn who you are again you learn to love yourself you learn 
to love yourself first, most importantly, and then you can learn to love someone else because they'll learn that you love yourself enough that you won't take their shit, right? And vice versa, right? If the person that you're with is one of those people who are very secure with themselves and very self-aware, you'll also learn that they won't take your shit because they love themselves. So how long do you have to wait to start dating or be in a relationship after you break up with somebody? It depends. It depends on you and how comfortable you are after your breakup. If your breakup was uh, horrible, like some people's that I know, uh, take time for yourselves. And if you know you dated someone for like a weekend and then you consider that a relationship and you wanna keep dating, then go ahead, date like as much as you want. I don't have an opinion on you guys dating everybody under the sun. Um, and on that note, have some good fucking times, guys. Enjoy, you know, like we're watching 90 Day Single Life right now and one of them is 22. She got married when she was 18, I think it was, or 22, maybe whatever. She's a baby child. And some of you guys are baby childs. So enjoy your time being single. Enjoy your time dating. Enjoy your time being the giant, giant idiots that we all were before 26. Um, and then uh, hopefully you've all grown up when by the time you're 26 because it starts to get harder in life. So have fun. Uh, you guys are amazing. Thank you for listening and asking these questions and making my Friday feel so much more fun. I have things wrapping up today, which is great. Um, in terms of recordings are happening because everyone's holidays are busy and whatever, but it'll be good. I love you guys. Stay gentle to yourselves so you guys can bring peace and compassion to everyone else around you. I will see you guys next week. Okay, bye. Oh, Hayes and Echo are sleeping, but they also say bye. Bye. You guys. Bye.